Sleep Café. episode five oh, it is for some reason i was thinking it was four <laughs> but five okay it doesn't feel like it's been five episodes but no it feels like we've been sitting here for two days and we just keep doing it yeah we're just like yeah this is fun it's nice stress relief yeah it is because i mean we look into this stuff on our own time anyway so i mean now we just recite it back to each other exactly <laughs> this is what we talk about when we hang out and we're just Oh, oh, my pop socket just broke off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to fix that. You okay. can continue. Is there any news this week? Um, Do you have anything relevant that's new? I mean... have any housekeeping to do? Housekeeping? I can't I, think of anything. Oh, um, in last week's episode when I was talking about um, Mary Vincent, mm-hmm. I said she raped herself. You did? Yeah. Oh my I god. Like, I like list, list it, listened to it back, and I was like, and Vincent raped her like Maybe all you night just long. Have a, you I just did not. A late night speech impediment. Yeah. We, we know that she didn't do that. I was like, I was like, mm, she definitely didn't rape herself. I like listened back. I was like, I know people know what I meant, but let me just clarify. Yeah, just throw that one out there. Just um, in case. Let um, me check Twitter and see. I don't have any secrets you know. for you. I don't either. Nothing really exciting happened. Yeah, absolutely nothing new has happened. Um, it's only been a week. We don't live that riveting of life. No, not really. We're basically 90-year-old women. <laughs> Literally. The Red Cross is texting me right now if you're interested in that. They're trying to steal my blood. Oh, I was going to ask what your blood type is, but that's pretty That's oh, pretty yeah. doxy. I was, I was like, I was going to say, but maybe not. I know what it is, and everybody who needs to know knows what it is. So Mm-mm. that's yeah. what's important. Um... Nothing going on. We hit 200 plays, like, consecutively, like, on all of our podcasts. Is that the right word? Consecutively? I, I don't know. Think maybe. I don't speak English. It's Me fine. either. <laughs> um, no, I'm not seeing anything on this. We have a question, I guess oh, we yeah. can answer. It was, um, what do you prefer, like, murder or spooky? That was um, the question. I think that I prefer to... Well, experience spooky. I don't want yes. to experience murder. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that I prefer spooky. I do, too. Because murder sometimes, like, it's a lot. Like, spooky, I can just kind of, like, throw out of my head. Like, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> like, murder. you can tell yourself it's not real. But, like, murder, those crime scene photos are right there the in front time. of you all the time. So, like. you can't say that that's fake. Well, some of them are fake. But. Right. I just. <sighs> um. Yeah, nothing really going on. Um, as of right now, I guess there's some hmm. fires going on in California. <gasps> Fire tornadoes. Yes. Yeah. I, I did just, see that. Because mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was like, wow. You know? Why yeah. wouldn't that happen? I mean, it's... 20, Why wouldn't it happen? It's 2020. Like, I'm... I am not mentally prepared for anything else to happen, but, like, I know it's gonna happen. Yeah, like, at that point, I was like, you know, we deserve it, so... Honestly... Oh, we have new listeners now in Sweden and Canada and somewhere else. Ireland? Ireland. Do, I yeah. think we talked about that one last week. Though. But their percentage went up. Really? Yeah. I think it was only by like 1%, but thanks for telling your friends, whoever you are. Or maybe yeah. it's just two people that don't know each other and both of them are like listening to this at the same time and they're like stupid Americans. Pro- yeah. Pro- maybe. I think that that's whoever is listening in Canada and like Sweden, they're, they're also in the same boat. Yeah. Will you please open your house to us? We just please. Don't. We want to leave. Wanna <laughs> <laughs> we just want to leave. Um, we have pets, so I hope that you're pet friendly. Yeah. Just a cat and a dog. Yeah. We'll let you talk like on the podcast. Yeah. Well, as long as you're not problematic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Might add some spice. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's not the spice that we need. <laughs> um, what was I gonna add? I don't know. That's all that I have to add. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Oh, um, we forgot to introduce ourselves. I'm Marissa. I'm Olivia. <laughs> if this um, is your first one, I'm sorry. <laughs> our brains are fried. I'm just thinking about going to Target. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all that I can think of too. It's okay. So, for anybody that doesn't know, they moved our Target. That's like 
was the one that was closest to us it like got shut down so now if we want to go to target we have to drive like 45 minutes it's like a trek but we have to go to this other place anyway for something completely unrelated and while we were up there we're like "Ah, we should go to target (laughs) so make a day out of it so marissa and i last night we ordered um japanese Japanese. and they sent us five forks (sighs) Every time that we order food, they send us so many forks with it. Like, it's so rude. It's not like we're getting that much. No, we, we sp- really weren't. We split sushi, and we each had, like, our own meal. Yeah. And then we had like, crab rangoon. Oh, that was the best. So good. I could eat Japanese food, I think, every day of my life. Earlier, I said that we should just inject yum yum sauce in our veins. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> just for fun. You and nursing school have the tools, too, so. I mean, I don't think I'm legally um, allowed. Oh. I said nursing school. I didn't call you a real nurse. It's not in your okay, bio. Good, good, because I'm not. Let's not get that twisted. Whatever comes out of my mouth on here, that has nothing to do with that. Whoever I am when I go to do school and work and stuff, I don't know her. Mm-hmm. We're not the same person. It's like everybody has a customer service voice. I have an out-of-the-house personality. Yes. So. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, if it really means a lot when you guys rate and review us on yeah. podcasts, like apps, on listening, podcasts. what do you listen to? You can rate everywhere. I can't pull up our analytics on Apple Podcasts. It's the most stressful thing in the world. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, if you're listening, please fix this. Thank you. <laughs> we emailed you. SOS. Yes, multiple times. <laughs> but yeah, rate us and review us. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, follow us. Um, we have 25 followers on Spotify. I don't know, 25 mm. people. We don't know 25 people combined. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't even think collectively we know 25 people. But I think that's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all the news. Yeah. We're kind of boring right now. There's yeah. nothing happening. We're yeah. both kind of dead inside. A little so. bit. Tired. <sighs> I just, I want to take a nap. But you know what? We're going to come here anyway. So. Right. This is what we do for the people. Yes. And for our, the people our fans. only. Our fans. <laughs> I mean, we have, what does Anchor say? Anchor says that we have like 50 followers. Yeah. Or Combined. Whatever. I, I don't know if Spotify's included. I don't that, know. But I'm, we're doing a lot better than I ever thought we would. Yeah, I thought that there would only be like six of you listening. And maybe you're coming from another podcast. If you've heard our trailer, I am so sorry. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we that's all that we have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So let's dive into things. Uh, enough. Since I have the murder this week, I'm it's gonna your go. turn. And murder's I always first. <laughs> murder, yes, because you know, then you like you get something you know a little bit more not depressing at the end necessarily. Yeah. I mean, we talked. You about get something the, a little more spicy at the end. Yeah, you. Know. Whenever we talk about ghosts. Yeah. You can just leave us when you're like scared. And then you forgot all of the awful things that we started with. Yeah, yeah. And mine isn't as awful as some of the ones that we've already talked about, but mine's pretty, um, this woman is something. So if you guys are familiar with Stacy Castor, that's who I'm talking about today. Um, how do I put this? Her story is really annoying to listen to because... She is pretty adamant that things happened one way and they definitely didn't. You're like, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. And I listened to one podcast. I'm not going to name names because I'm, no, I'm not going to do that. I but um, I listened to them and they were kind of spinning it like she definitely wasn't guilty when um, there's actual like physical, literal evidence to say otherwise. So that was also really annoying. I don't know what planet these people are from. But when I was listening to it, I was like, um. You're wrong, and you should delete this episode, but whatever. Like, hate to tell you, but wrong. Incorrect. Incorrect. Also, I have done a project on this when I had a forensic class that one time, and so I'm very passionate about this one, okay? It, it for some reason, very much fascinates me. I'm ready to hear And it's it. pretty recent, too, so. Um, recent as in? Recent as 1980? in? 1980? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where this starts, in 1985. Well, I mean, she was alive before then, but, like, this is, like, where I'm starting it. So, Alrighty. I'm just going to get on with it. Her childhood was, like, pretty normal. Like, I mean, she was an only child, but that was, like, the weirdest part. But, I mean, only children. Can we? Get... Not all of you are murderers, but I will say a lot of murderers do happen to be only children. 82%. So. <laughs> That's I not mean, a real statistic. I mean, just take that for however you will. 
So we're going to start in 1985. She was 17. That's when she met her first husband. His name was Michael Wallace, and he was 23 years old. So already, when I heard that, she's 17. 23. He's 23. Um, I don't want to call anyone out on that, but if you are college age and you're dating somebody or getting married to someone who is still in high school, maybe don't. Yeah. Um, just stop. And yeah. Um, they got married, and by the time that she was 20, they had their first daughter. So she's 20, he's 26. Um, some people said that their actual, like, wedding was probably a shotgun wedding. Um, do you not know what that is? What is a sh- No. Okay. Maybe that's, like, a southern thing. I, like, looked at her like she was absolutely... I she's was just, like, excuse me? I just, like, pictured camo dress. Okay. Like, so, for any of you that don't know, because apparently that's just something that is said down here. I have a lot of family members. I think of that panic at the disco Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's basically, like, the wife or whoever, like, whoever, uh, gets pregnant, and then that's why they get married. But, like, they do it before she starts to show, so, yeah. So, Shotgun wedding. That's your vocabulary word for the day. Um, so, yeah. Their first daughter, her name is Ashley. That was in 1988. So, and in 1991, they had their second daughter. Her name was Bree. Um, their relationship to begin with seemed to be like they were super in love. There were some sources that said that he kind of had a drinking problem, which he's 23 years old. So, yeah. You know, I mean, typical. Alcoholism. Um, <laughs> As they got, like, a little bit older and were married to each other longer, they kind of started having problems, more or less, because their work schedules were completely different. So, Stacy had a job as an ambulance dispatcher, and her husband was a mechanic. Um, Some things said that she was usually working nights, and he was working during the day, so they didn't see each other a lot, just because they were opposite schedules. Um, And then she also had some kind of weird thing with him because he really seemed to favor their youngest daughter Bree more so like, than the other in one. a weird way i don't know um like their the daughter has since said that like it it wasn't anything weird i think that it was more of just like oh you're the baby like mm-hmm. yeah that kind of thing i don't think that anything weird happened okay um and so Stacy was like really annoyed about it. And so she started being like BFFs with the older daughter, Ashley. And um, let's see, after that happened, they were getting in fights a lot, just kind of not getting along anymore. And there were some things that said that maybe they were also having affairs, but I couldn't really find anything that really proved that. Um, I think that was more of just like people talking, you know what I mean? Like there wasn't anything to back it up yeah they're just like uh they're kind of the talk of the town exactly so we're gonna fast forward to 1999 it was around christmas time and her husband had gotten sick and they thought at first they had gone to the doctor and all of the doctors that they were seeing were saying maybe it's like the flu or an ear infection something like that sounds like rat poison to me well (laughs) he um was thrown up a lot nauseated like fever all of that good stuff that comes along with the flu right yeah, yeah, yeah. so whenever his family came to town to visit because it's christmas um they were having dinner one night all together and his brothers and sisters were telling him like you look really sick like you really need to go to the emergency room like something's not right he was like stumbling all over the place they said that his face was really like swollen like in a weird way like um which that doesn't happen with the flu i don't think um so yeah He was really tired the whole time that they were there. He just wasn't himself. And so he never went to the emergency room that night. He was just like, I'm just going to lay down. Like, you guys do whatever. Um, And about a week after that, it was already like New Year's. So it's like super early in the year 2000. um, And he died on their living room couch. And their daughter watched him die. And she was like 11, I think. That. mm. Yeah. So, um whenever i don't know how that process goes somebody come and get the body i don't know either i've always like wondered like yeah i'm not sure i couldn't find if she called 911 or like how i don't know who you call when somebody dies on your couch i don't i don't know what to do (laughs) um i haven't been educated in that yeah that's not something they teach in high school yeah nobody's ever been like hey kids this is who you call um if you wake up and your dad's dead on the couch okay 
Like, you don't call the paramedics. I yeah, I don't know. Well, well, maybe so they can pronounce The fire department. Dead. We trust the fire department. Um, so, whatever doctor ended up seeing his body afterwards said that he just had a heart attack, like, suddenly, out of the blue. Um, I will also say that there was no, like, medical history that pointed to him being in any kind of distress or having any kind of cardiac issues and he was pretty healthy he was only i think he was in his late 40s too so like that's really abnormal Mm -hmm. no family history of anybody dying super young from a heart attack like it was just this random like explanation for him dying um they didn't have an actual autopsy and his sister was not happy about that she was like yeah she was like this is not right there's no way that he had a heart attack he was like i saw him a week ago and there was something wrong definitely sick well, how do they know it was a heart attack without performing an autopsy? I have no idea. Did I they was just, also wondering that. Did they just like... The doctor was just like, oh, heart attack happens all the time. He was like, mm, uh... Heart attack. Well, it wasn't a seizure. Mm, I don't want to say stroke, heart attack. Yeah, yeah, heart attack. Just go with that. Well, since his sister is not his wife, she doesn't get any kind of control over that. So, um, his wife... Our friend Stacy was like, no, we're not getting an autopsy. And oh. just buried him in her family plot and just called it a day. I really thought you were about to say buried her and him in the backyard. Unfortunately, no. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bitty part in between what's happening next and what just happened. So Stacy's dad also was sick at this time. Something completely unrelated. He was like in the hospital for lung issues or something. Okay. And... Uh, She went to go see him, and a day later, he died. Um, And later, one of... It was her... So how rich is she now? Now that her husband and her daddy is dead. Just wait. So um, there was... It was her husband's brother, first husband's brother, happened to be at the hospital seeing Stacy's dad the same time that she came around. Because I guess that they had known each other for so long, like the families had, that they were just kind of like all close. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was visiting her dad and she just happened to be there at the same time. He told the police later on that she brought him just like an open can of like Coke or something. Like she came into the hospital with a can already open. Like she didn't go out in the hall and get it from the drink machine. She brought this with her. And the next day he ends up dead. So suspicious he was like sitting there the brother was sitting there he was like so the can of coke and then she mm-hmm. walked in and then he died he was like oh god did, yeah did i just witness a, a murder <laughs> um well she got all of husband number one's money of course she because did because she's the sole what's the word beneficiary on his life insurance I, I, th- I thought chiropractor. <laughs> that's that came to my oh head. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then that's not. Well, I think she got, like, a little over $50,000 for that one. Oh, that so. was in 2000. I was like, how much is that now? Yeah. Not I mean, literally the yeah. same. Yeah. So, uh, three years after both of those things happened, so it's 2003, she meets David Caster, which is how she has her last name now. Um, he had already been married once before and had a son who was called David Jr., because that's original. And... Um, when they like met and got married my so, mom has texted me again during the podcast hey donna <laughs> um she was not a fan of david jr because he's in the way but her daughters were also not a fan of their new stepdad so that was already causing problems from like day one um it didn't really say why they didn't like him other than i think that he was just kind of rude like a dick yeah and that's the only reason they had they really didn't get along with him it caused fights between him and stacy a lot but mm-hmm. also she didn't like his son so i think it was probably going both ways on that one. Oh. um they had a lot of fights about money she ended the up the best kind of fights. yeah exactly So, she um, was an ambulance dispatcher, like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. When she met David, he had his own, like, air conditioning company. And she ended up quitting her dispatcher job to go and be his office manager. Because I guess she's qualified for that. Um, Marriage qualifies you to run an office. Makes Um, sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, And a lot of things said that David had a habit of buying, like, random things it was like jet skis and motorcycles and cars and so stacy's like mad about it which she's like we don't have need money. a third jet ski <laughs> we don't even have a pond 
Where are you taking this? We don't even they, live near water. They lived in New York. So literally, like, where are you taking a jet ski at? New York, call in. I mean, like, I mean, like, 75% of the time, the water's frozen. Or don't they say that, like, what is it? Lake Hudson or the Hudson Bay, whatever it Did is. Did you see is, that like, girl who poop? jumped in? Yes. And, I like, did. the water was, like, brown. Yep. Uh-huh. There's also, like, a ton of bodies in there. Right, yeah. Tons. Yeah. At least three. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Stacy was not a fan of all of his toys. The, oh. All of his man toys, you know. Um, and she was constantly being like, we don't need this. And he was like, but I need another jet ski for the front yard, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so two years later, 2005, it was their second year anniversary. And David was like, me and Stacy, we're going to go on a vacation. Where do you think this vacation was? Florida. Try again. A water park. <laughs> so I read that Romantic. and I was like. Do men have brains? <laughs> I don't know. I just, everything bad happened in Florida, so I just, like, my brain's it. Well, Stacy probably didn't want to go to the water park, but yeah. she said that she's not going to leave her now 15-year-old um, daughter, Bree, by herself at the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, she's not staying here. I think the other one, like, had work, so she was going to be in and out and wouldn't be able to, like, watch her, which when you're 15, I wasn't, like, being monitored, Mm-mm. so I, I don't know. She probably just didn't want to go to the water park. <laughs> um... So that started a big fight, and David was like, whatever, I'm getting drunk. And then he just took a good old bottle of Southern Comfort, not sponsored, and went into their bedroom and just locked himself in there because that's how you handle a fight when you're married. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Stacy says that he never came out of their bedroom. Uh, she said that she never tried to go in there. Um, however, her daughters are going to say years later that they did see her go into that bedroom and uh-huh. unlock the door with a key because it's like any other door in a house. It has a little thing on the outside. You can unlock it. And um, Stacy like, is always going to say, no, I didn't go in there. So she apparently doesn't go in all night, which I'm sorry if I'm married and you lock yourself in our bedroom and you're just I'm like, breaking in. I'm breaking the door down. What is wrong with you? This is not how we communicate. Yeah. that Like, what does that solve? I don't get Nothing. it. So, she just decides, like, I guess she slept on the couch or something and just went to work the next day. She's like, he's going to turn up, whatever. And um, guess who doesn't ever turn up to work? David. David. <laughs> and she doesn't think to call 911. And always, it's, that's not like David, not yeah, David it's always the people who like who don't show up to. He work. loves the air conditioners. That he has to work. On all it's day. always like the people who don't show up. Like when they're talking about, they're like, "It wasn't like I'm not to show up to work." Yeah, like when you're watching like Dateline or they something. They work at the same place, also. So let's just sprinkle that in. Yeah. Also, I don't know many mechanics, air conditioner people. Are you called mechanics? I'm sorry if you're not. Um, but I would imagine that you start that job pretty early in the day because. 10, units are outside. Thousand degrees. I mean, they are in New York, but still, like, I don't, I don't know. Um. Anyway, she doesn't think to call nine one one until like two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so nice. this woman has been there all morning. She goes to lunch and is like, "He's still not here. Let me call nine one one." So she calls nine one one and she's like, "Hey, police. So my husband's like depressed and we got in a fight last night and I'm pretty sure that he killed himself and I can't get in our bedroom. So can you like come over?" Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Hold on. Let's talk about something with 911 calls. Okay. That you, for me, a little bit of education I have in the <laughs> criminal justice field. <laughs> when you listen back to that 911 call, my brain automatically mm-hmm. goes, she's already creating a story. Yeah. She's already oh, saying, you're going to love this, her story. This, this is what happens. He committed suicide. Yeah. He's depressed. She's not going. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know where he is. We we got in a big fight. Like, I haven't heard from him. Yeah. I'm worried. No, yeah, she's she, already she painting said, this yeah. suicide story, which I'm, like, over no. here, like, red no. flag central. No. She um, also said that she tried to call him at the house, and the record shows she only called once. If I'm trying to get a hold of somebody... Go I'm home. That, and I call them, like, six <laughs> Your husband times. owns the business. You're, like, co-owner. You, like, <laughs> what are you, you doing? Can't, they can't fire you. Yeah, you're married to the owner. You make up the business hours. <laughs> exactly. So, if anyway. If you close, you can close. Anyway, the police are like, okay, girl, we'll come over. And they get over there, and they bust down the bedroom door. And David is obviously, he's dead. 
He's naked in their bed, and there's, like, vomit all around him. You can go and look at these crime scene photos if you would like to. They're pretty gross. What's his name? Uh, David Castor, C-A-S-T-O-R. And um, there is a big old jug of antifreeze in the floor and a cup next to the bed with the liquid in it. It's, like, bright green. So the mm-hmm. police are like, oh, there we go, suicide. He, he just, drank antifreeze. Yeah, because he's an air conditioning man. Oh, I see the... Uh- the antifreeze mm-hmm. it's like super green oh it's super bright green they say that um obviously i've never drank it before but they say that it tastes like really sweet so it's really easy to hide in drinks or food or dessert jello that that kind of stuff you would think they would fix that yeah you would think so. you would think they would be like because it's it's actually an issue I've, like you I've done would, a project on antifreeze it's a problem you would think they'd be like you know how like kids stuff okay so you know i have a switch and like the little tiny <laughs> yeah. like carts that go in them mm-hmm. they taste gross yeah exactly so, so kids don't eat so them kids when they put them in their mouth they they like spit it out yeah. they taste it so why yeah conspiracy theory antifreeze company wants people to die i mean they might um well Just when the police walk they in here too much money. please don't yeah. smell, so I'm oh my god <laughs> when the police walk into the scene they're like all right, so he probably killed himself, but we're still going to process it like a normal crime scene, just in case he didn't. And so they, like, go around the house. They're collecting evidence, as they do. And what do they find in the kitchen trash can? A turkey baster. And that we're going to stick a pin in, and we're going to come to it later, okay? Okay. So they find it in the trash can, and um, you could tell from the inside of it that antifreeze had been in it because it's bright green, as you see. It's literally, like, we'll, neon we'll green. We'll post a picture. Like, it is, like... Neon green. It is, like... Slime time Nickelodeon Yeah, exactly. So they see it like kind of as a residue on the inside of it. So they're like, oh, better take this because that's probably what's inside of it. Um, I don't think that Stacy ever knew because that comes up later. And um, let's see. So whoever the coroner was was like, yeah, definitely like uh, he just killed himself from antifreeze. They did do an autopsy, but obviously like so what happens when you're drinking this stuff it just turns into crystals inside of your body yummy so like in your liver and your kidneys because that's where it like gets filtered out and whatever so you're just gonna have all these crystals inside of you um really cute and like aesthetic um they find these in his body because clearly and i think that she has him cremated i can't remember of course i don't have it written down of course she does she hasn't cremated she also had her dad cremated by the way with um, the first one, she was like, mistake number one. Didn't get him cremated. Anyway. Um, so, this is where I wrote, our friend the turkey baster comes back into the story. <laughs> and, um, let me see. So, when they're processing, like, every, evidence. Sorry. I'm, you're fine. I'm just interrupting you. Very, every time I think of a turkey baster, mm-hmm. do you want to know a movie I think about? Do I? I think it's called, like, Don't Breathe or something like that. Oh, yeah. And the end yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. That turkey baster, I can never get that picture out of my mind. If anybody doesn't know what one of these looks like, it's kind of like a big eyedropper where, like, the end of it has, like, this bulb on it, and you, like, squeeze it, and it gets liquid up into the thing. If you see pictures of it, you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, Anyway, our friend comes back, and um, when they come back from the lab, as they say, um, it's got her fingerprints on the part that you squeeze, and it's got his like mouth dna on the she tip didn't even of wipe it. it off no she a dumb bitch and the glasses in the bedroom that had the antifreeze in it whose fingerprints are on them hers and whose aren't david's. david's she's the type of bitch who like wants to make it look like someone broke in and she fucking breaks the window from the yeah. inside of the house yeah so the glass is on the outside yep. and they're like girl you didn't even think this and you left it in the kitchen trash can no it's right there on top of everything she should have burnt it i know <laughs> If you're going to murder someone, think it through some more. Come So. Watch one show. One show will tell you everything you're doing wrong. You're going to love what I'm about to tell you. Oh, God. So the main detective that's looking over this case, his name is Detective Spinelli. We stand him. Okay. Um, He was the one that was like, hey, I really don't think this is a suicide. We're going to keep looking into this. And this investigation goes on for two years. Yeah. Um, so they're, the police are like, we're wiretapping her. We're putting cameras all over the place and we're going to like, see if she confesses in any kind of way. And, um, they bring her back in to like question her about stuff because obviously at this point they're like, this woman is suspicious. She's a little And sus. Spinelli they're- had tried to be like, let's call her other husband because she's been married before. 
And then he finds out, oh, is he, is he dead? Too? Oh, and under suspicious circumstances and his family doesn't agree with it. Oh, that's so weird. Wait, is this the husband that's buried with yeah. her? Oh, okay. and I forgot to mention she buried her other husband with like on the other side. So like she would be in the middle of them dead. Okay, so she's been married three times? No, she's been married twice. I thought she cremated the one husband. That was her dad. I thought... She cremated her dad and one husband. Okay. The other one, the one that they didn't... Yes. Am I explaining this right? I was just thinking... I'm confused because one so is... So let me show you. Okay. I don't know where her dad is. Her dad, throw it out of your brain. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so like, she put husband number one over here, like, okay. on the left. Husband number two oh, on so the right. Oh, so it's just, like, a grave marker. And she's going to be married right in the middle. Married? Buried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like oh okay she's going to be in between them too it's weird yeah it is weird which i mean do what you want but i don't really know if i would want to be buried next to my ex husband but Husband's like when sandwich. you when you kill them it's probably like a trophy for her right um whenever the detective brings her back in to question her he's like showing her pictures because you know trying to rejog her memory i think he's trying to traumatize her but whatever um <laughs> And he's just like, so tell me one more time why you think your husband would kill himself. And she's like, well, he was like depressed. We were like losing money on our business. So like, you know, he just decided that that was the way out. And he was like, so why do you think that he would use antifreeze? Like, what's up with that? Because that's not normal. Like if people are going to poison themselves, it's usually like sleeping pills or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it takes a really long time for antifreeze to kill you. Also, you need to drink a lot of it and like... It, it takes a while for you to just drop dead. It doesn't take like 24 hours <laughs> unless maybe you chug the entire bottle. Um, and she's just like, oh, well, you know, the night before he did it, we were watching this documentary on TV. And it was about Lynn Turner. And if nobody knows mm-hmm. who Lynn Turner is, she's like one of the OG Black Widows. She is. She killed, I think, two of her husbands because she was piling up like credit card debt. She killed both of them with antifreeze. And... So <laughs> our girl Stacy is like, yeah, we like just watched this documentary about her. And I don't know. She's, she's probably like where he got that idea from. I don't know. It's like and weird. Does she, she's like saying so much stuff that they can actually go back and see like the television if they're mm-hmm. losing money. Oh, they went back and watched that documentary. And it literally says in it like you sh- most people don't kill themselves this way. Literally like verbatim is like, oh, yeah. Most people don't do this because it takes forever. Um, she also, every time that our girl Stacy says the word antifreeze, she says antifree. Like, I don't know where the rest of it went, but she dropped it off and doesn't say <laughs> the rest of it. Um, and so Detective Spinelli also asked her, like, when he's showing her pictures, because he, like, pinned that little comment in his mind. And then he was like, so which of these did you pour cranberry juice for him in? Because she had said somewhere along the way that she had done that for him. And she goes, oh, well, the cup that I put antifree, and then she goes, I mean, the cup that I put cranberry juice in. This bitch done told on herself. I know. And then Spinelli's like, excuse me? And she gets, like, really triggered, and she's like, I want a lawyer. I'm not doing this anymore. You're trying to pin it on me. And she just, like, gets up and leaves. And before she leaves, she sees a picture of the turkey baster sitting on the table, and she <gasps> freaks out again, and she's like, where did you get that from? And he was like, oh, you can leave now. <gasps> I scared him. He said, he said, get the fuck out. Yeah. And so all this time, he's also trying to get permission to exhume husband number one, like his body. Is that hard to get permission? Yes. It's very hard to do because like there's all kinds of laws and privacy stuff. I don't know. Well, he gets permission because of all of this that's happening. She basically he's, just he's told he's on like, herself. He's like, I need you guys to watch this. Yeah. Did you see what I just saw? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so when they pull up husband number one, um, guess what's all in his body still? Crystals. Yes. Exactly. Lit up. Exactly. And they're like. And so Spinelli's like, oh, yeah, this man did not die from a heart attack. Who would have thought? Good try, though. So at this point, he also calls her oldest daughter, who is literally having her first day of college. Poor girl. First day. And is like, yo. Your mom killed your dad and probably your stepdad. And I don't know. Just, like, watch out, girl. Also, if she says anything to you, just, like, hit my line up, you know? And she, she like, didn't believe him because, obviously, like, her mom is supposed to be her best friend. And, like, she doesn't think that She's this like, mom, a killer? No. Yeah. Doesn't believe it. So does which, she tell her mom? Yeah. 
She then hangs up the phone with Spinelli, picks up the phone, and is like, hey, mom, the detectives are saying that you're, like, a murderer or whatever. I'm just, like, really freaking out. And her mom's like, girl, you need to come over. We need to just get drunk because we've had a really bad day. And Ashley is 20 at this point. She hasn't really had any drinking experiences. Like, she wasn't the kind of person to go out and party and stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Well, when her mom, like, said that, she was just like, okay, like, maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. I've never drank with my mom before, but, like, whatever. And so she goes over. They, like, start drinking so much. And maybe she didn't drink enough, like, as much as her mom did because she Mm -hmm. had never really done it before. So it probably didn't take that much. But she, like, just remembers passing out. She woke up, went to school the next day, which, a trooper. And um, then... Later that day, her mom is like, you should come back. We should do it again. Have another party. We're depressed. We're, like, going through it right now. And she's just like, okay, cool. And so this night, when she's drinking it, like, it tastes weird. And she says something to her mom about it tasting bad. And her mom's like, oh, no, you just need to keep stirring it. Like, just keep going. And um, Jesus she's like, um, I don't really know, but, like, okay. And the next thing that she remembers is waking up in a hospital room. So I'm going to tell you what happened in between that moment and her waking Let up in the hospital guess. room. It, there might be a green substance involved. So she passed out and she says, well, apparently she had passed out in her old bedroom in the house. So her sister finds her the next morning, pass out in the bed and is like freaking out because she can't get her to wake up, obviously. So yeah. she goes, little sister Bree runs, tells their mom like, oh my God, I think something's wrong with Ashley. Like... She's not waking up. And her mom's like, oh, my God, go get the phone. Call 911. And her mom runs into Ashley's room. And then Brie runs in there and then conveniently finds a note on the side of the bed. And what is this note? A suicide note? Yeah. It's, like, typed up. It's, like, Times New Roman's font. No, It's typed up? It's typed up. Nobody types up a suicide note. And in this... I'm sorry. Oh, in this, she confesses, oh, I killed my dad even though I was, like, 11. And I also killed my stepdad because I didn't really like him. Like, our vibes didn't match. And then also now I'm going to kill myself because I can't deal with it anymore. And that's just how they're going to go with it. So when she wakes up in the hospital room, the police are like, um, excuse me, why did you kill your father and your stepfather? Because at this point her mom had given them the suicide note and was like, she admitted to everything. She tried to yeah, kill herself I was, too. She's guilty. I, I see the note. Um, yep. Because I like looked up because I wanted to <laughs> yeah. see the picture of the antifreeze. I see the note. And I just want to let you know, it starts out with mommy. Yep, exactly. And um, let's see. So when she wakes up, obviously she lives. Um, yeah, she's like, I didn't write this note. All I remember is drinking with my mom and now I'm here. Like, I don't know what's happening. And, like, and so they're like, girl, we need that blood because we're going to see what's inside of your system right now. And it was... Not antifreeze. <gasps> Rat poison. It was like every single drug that you could think of. Like, in your brain, like, Ritalin, Ambien, like, any uppers, downers, everything. Where did she get all those? I have no idea. There wasn't anything that said that she was taking these. Maybe her mom was taking all of this stuff. I have no idea. But it was all in there. Like, all up in her blood. And she's like, I didn't do that. Yeah, she was like, a little bit of vodka, a little bit of Sprite, an Ambien, Ritalin, Xanax. Like, just throw it all in there. Just the whole cabinet, you know? It's the special. (laughs) And um, about this note that they found. So obviously, if anybody's never used Microsoft Word before or a computer, it has timestamps on it when things are written. (laughs) Sorry. And this note was written and there were like drafts of it on this computer. Um, And guess whose computer it was? Stacy's. And it was written while Ashley was at school. Like she wasn't even at the house. Girl, aren't you an office manager? Is Stacey just stupid? Yes. Yeah, she is. And every time that the word antifreeze was in there, guess how it was spelled? Antifree. Girl, really? I I have no words. When I was watching this, I was like, this woman, you are asking to get caught. Like, what did you think was going to happen? So, when obviously, she's going to go to trial because... She tried to kill her daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the detectives are like, we got enough evidence on her. It's been two years. <laughs> and um, let's see. They find out that Stacy also forged her second husband's will. Um, she made herself the sole beneficiary of that one, too. Nice. And that was something that his son, David Jr., was also, like, really upset about. Because it didn't even mention him not one time. 
And I think that there were two friends of theirs, of Stacy's, that, like, admitted that they uh, witnessed it and, like, it was fake and they knew it was fake and didn't tell anyone. Look, Marissa. I don't even know if she paid you them are, off or what. You are my friend. <laughs> Best friend. Yeah. If I ever saw you do that shit, I would be like... Girl, what are you doing? Fire department? Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. 911 fire department. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Uh, this whole time, like, while Stacy's on the stand, she just keeps saying that, like, her daughter Ashley is mentally ill, and, like, she's like, oh, yeah, she's just crazy, and, like, that's why she probably killed her dad and her stepdad. Like, she did it, not me. Obviously, read the note. And they're like, Stacy, this, this was written on your computer while she wasn't even home. Her fingerprints aren't even on your and computer. And she's like, yeah, she's just, like, crazy. Like, she just keeps mm. saying that her daughter is crazy. Her daughter is in the courtroom while she's And this, this was supposed to be, like, the best friend daughter, yeah. right? Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. Obviously, her jury does not believe it. Good. Because, clearly, with all that evidence. And they're like, we're going to give you, like, the max amount that we can for this time period and for New York. She gets 51 years in prison for the murder of her second husband, for forging his will, and for attempting to murder her daughter. Nice. And then, like, seven years into her sentence, she has a heart attack, a real one, and uh, dies in her cell. So that's where that ends. Wow. A roller coaster. What a dumb bitch. <laughs> I know. Like if you're please, anyone out there, don't kill anyone. That's not what But I'm if saying. you're going to, at least plan it out a little bit. I mean then well, it's don't pretty... like write it down, like keep it in your head. <laughs> Any way that you're gonna do it, it's gonna get traced back to you. So like maybe just don't. Maybe just don't. Um maybe don't. Just don't kill people. Mm-hmm. But if you are <laughs> Maybe yeah. think it through a little bit more. And maybe don't confess when you're being, like, good. Well, like, put the Annie. Actually, put the Annie. I mean, I mean. The cream what? Jesus. The, and the he's cream. like. He's like, what is she? Girl? <laughs> She's like, I need a lawyer. Also, who just drinks cranberry juice? Sometimes I do. But if I do, most of the time I put Sprite in it. Because then it's good. And I drink a child. I drink it if I have, like, I think I have a UTI. Oh, yeah. Well. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Medical bills are expensive. A bottle of cranberry juice is like $3. <laughs> right. You know? All right. Should we dive into my story? Yeah. Yours was kind of current events that we it forgot was. to say. Oh, yeah. I forgot. But I have that at the end. Okay. Cool. So I am talking about the Haunted Doll Annabelle. Our favorite. Our favorite. Which does, if you've seen The Conjuring, it's not that doll. It's a Raggedy Ann doll. Which is even more unsettling. Yeah. Also, I'm going to tell you guys what I told Olivia. There's only two genders, okay? <laughs> and it's either Annabelle or Robert the doll. That's it. That's it. No no other. Nope. Right. No, we're in the middle. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Yes. All right. Also, Robert the doll, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I had to cover my bases. <laughs> okay. So, what? Whoa. Whoa. She's possessing <laughs> me right now, and it's too much. So, Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. Um, she was given to a woman by the name of Deidre. Deidre? D-I-D-E-I-D-R-E. Deidre. Maybe it's Deidre. I don't know. I don't know. The girl, girl I, the video I was watching, the girl had a really thick accent. Oh, okay. So, I was like, It was oh. kind of hard. And you so, don't Deidre Bernard. Sorry got, for saying it wrong. Got this Raggedy Ann doll um, for her 21st 25th excuse me birthday party from her mom um she was no. starting nursing school she's like here's a cute no. little quirky gift oh no. my god a doll and they're like lol mom Thanks. an lol surprise doll yeah <laughs> no and so <laughs> and so she loved it you know she was like this is so cute i would be kind of salty if my mom got me a doll for my 25th birthday a little party. bit just a little i mean when was not this? that i'm in, like 1940 <laughs> Uh, 1970. I was so close. Mm-hmm. That's basically the same year. So she thought it was going to be fun. It's going to be a cute house decoration item. Wrong. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> so almost instantly spooky shit starts happening. Um, Deidre or Deidre or whatever. Yeah. Um, puts the doll and like sets it up on her bed in a certain way. No. Limbs down, you know legs out in front of each other yeah. and she talks about how when she'd get home from school it wouldn't be like that anymore mm-hmm. the arms would be crossed or the legs would be crossed sometimes she would come home and like the doll would be like pointing in a certain way like it was gesturing to something Mm-mm. um no. later on eventually the things escalated more the doll yeah. started to like leave the room no would be in one room i would leave the room <laughs> i'd leave the house burn the house down look i'm looking at this like 
get rid of the fucking dog. I'm Good already guys. like, oh, when I get home and it moves the first time, it's gone. Done. You don't live here anymore. No. I mean, <laughs> like, come on. No. So, um, one day she returned home with her roomie, uh, Lara Clifton, and her fiance, Cal Randall. Mm-hmm. And the do- doll was like, kneeled in front of the door. No. Like, like praying? Like, that's like, what I, girl, you need somebody in that's, here. That's, like, what my brain was like. Like, this doll is, like, praying. And they're like, what the hell? Oh, my God. And so instead of, like, I don't know, getting rid of the doll, they're like, let's try to recreate this. No. And they can't get the doll to sit in that position. I hate it. Because it's a Raggedy Ann doll. If you don't know what a Raggedy Ann doll is, it's, well, like. Well, they're Raggedy. Yeah, they're just, like, a sack, basically. <laughs> it's just a Ziploc bag <laughs> with a face on it. <laughs> Nothing else. So they're like, no, whatever. Yeah, they keep going. Things get weirder. By now, I'm like, get rid of the doll. But they're like, throw it away. They're like, no, no, we're not getting rid of it. So um, eventually, um, they start noticing things around the house. Uh, it's notes that say, help us, save us, or help Cal, which is the fiance, <laughs> written on a piece of parchment. <laughs> That's when you bring it to him and you go, girl, what is this? Right. <laughs> Why do you need help? I'm right here. <laughs> and it's written on parchment paper with a pencil. And they're like, um, so. But for what? We actually don't own parchment paper or pencils. Okay. So they didn't even have that kind of stuff in their apartment. So Annabelle was just like pulling this out from in between the <laughs> doll butt cheeks. She manifested it. <laughs> oh yeah, she thought about it real hard. Okay, so they're like, somebody is breaking into our house and doing this. Newsflash. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> um, so they set up like booby traps mm-hmm. in their house. Is this a Scooby-Doo movie? <laughs> <laughs> So they so they set up booby traps in their house and mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, like if this happens, like well no, someone's breaking in. Nothing happens because no. nobody's breaking in their house. Yeah, because y'all let it in. So yeah. one day they come home and they're like, where's Annabelle? Well, that's before she doesn't have the name Annabelle. They're like, where's the Raggedy Ann doll? Yeah. And they're like, looking around. They find her running down the hallway. Like, I'm right here. Hello. But, so, they find her, and her hands are bloody, and there's three distinct (laughs) blood spots on her chest. No. And now. Like, they're bloody, like, (laughs) like all that you said. (laughs) I was saying, like, when Jesus got crucified. (laughs) Like, like both of her hands are bloody. (laughs) She's got the thing. I have no idea. They, They didn't document it. When I go to hell, this is the part that they're going to play for They're going to be like, you remember when you said this on... And I'm going to go, oh, man. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just a joke. So now they're like, maybe we should talk to somebody. Maybe we should get someone. Oh, so, maybe. So who would you call if that was happening? Ghostbusters. <laughs> sorry. Most people would go, a priest. Mm-hmm. No. They're a psychic medium. That's what they call. They called me? Yeah. Um, I don't remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> so the psychic medium comes over and they the this person, mm-hmm. entity, mm-hmm. is talking through the psychic medium saying it's a seven-year-old girl who played in the area when it was just like a field. And now they built apartments and she's been wandering the halls and like, oh my God, it's these young people and they have a doll. And she's like, she's like I feel really welcome. And she's like, I just love it here. And she's like, um, she, the spirit then asks, can I move in? And no. then Deidre and Laura are no, like, you already did. they sympathetically were like, yes, of course. Oh my God. You can move in. If a ghost asks me if it can move in, I'm going to go, actually, no. the door's right behind no, me. No, I. You can show yourself out. You need to move on. <laughs> you weren't invited, actually. So the child states its name was Annabelle, thus becoming, giving it the name Annabelle. Um, the woman take the care of the doll like it's a child. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Deidre's fiance, Cal, Not was like, 
not hear from this. And from now on, I'm going to call Cal the only smart one in the situation. Yeah. Only smart one. He's, he's the only one that's like, get it out of here. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, this doll is voodoo. This doll is bad. Like, this is bad. Like, I don't trust this. Like, mm-hmm. something is up with this doll. I mean, yeah, it spoke to you. And it came up like, resurrecting <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so. And so, this made Annabelle mad because. Oh, yeah. You know. So he's going to go. <laughs> he begins getting nightmares. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know how much I believe the next thing that's about to come out of okay. my mouth. Okay. Because I just want you guys, wherever you are, driving, sitting in your living room, wherever you are, to picture this. You're in bed. Okay. You're, you are sleeping. <laughs> you, okay, wake, you wake up. You're a little groggy. Okay. Above you sits Annabelle, a raggedy doll. <laughs> I would sleep in the bed, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I would be like, this is so disrespectful. You just showed up in my house. Um, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> she takes her little stuffed hands and she chokes you out. <laughs> okay, okay. She's choking you with the- Also, have you ever seen how big a raggedy ant doll is? Like, they're not big. No, they're pretty big. But, like, compared to a grown man. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. And, like, their hands are, like... They're, like, mitts. Yeah. They don't have fingers. So, <laughs> choking him out with their little... Her mittens. <laughs> and he's saying, like, he can't get this thing off of her. He's trying, but it's, like, a wall. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. Anyways, he finally gets her off, and then they don't get... <laughs> Sorry, I was joking you said that because you said he got her off, and I'm a 13-year-old boy. He, okay. said, he said, Annabelle, I really know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they still don't get rid of the fucking doll even after this. Why would you? You know? Like, she's a part of the family now. She's like your weird cousin. Cal's like, I don't know. She's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so one day, Cal and Laura are just chilling and they hear a noise. And they go into the room and Annabelle is like on the ground. Dead? Finally? <laughs> <laughs> no. So Cal like walks up to it. Yeah. And he gets physically attacked again with seven claw marks across his chest. The number of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <clears throat> they finally call a priest. Finally. It's about time. Who is like, this is too much for me to handle? Mm-hmm. Who then contacts his superior, and his superior is like, this is too much for me to like handle? Like, they called the Pope, and the Pope was like, nah, girl. <laughs> I don't You're know. on your own with this one. And that is when they contact Ed and Lorraine Warren. Because if the Pope powers don't work, <laughs> that's who you call. Yes. It's on their business card, actually. Yes. Call us when the Pope says no. So they show up, and they're like, you're fucking stupid. This is a demon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lorraine is like girl what is wrong with you this is like rule number one i have a book yeah you should buy it um <laughs> rule number one don't invite demons to trust and she's like i just want to let you guys know if you didn't call any sooner like this demon would have killed you oh cool she like says that she just like casually throws that in she's like just to let you know like don't worry don't freak out because like we're here but, <laughs> but you're like seconds away from dying like death so kind of spicy so then they call a priest the priest blesses a home ed and lorraine take the doll with them mm-hmm. they i guess put her in the back seat of their car mm-hmm. i don't know if they buckle her in make her feel safe oh they put her in a car seat rolls <laughs> <laughs> of the road <laughs> So on the ride home, they have several car issues. Their car stalls. Um, the power steering and brakes fail. Oh. Um, so they just need to like get the car fixed. Yeah. The they start fine. losing control sometimes. This is why they have to make house calls. They don't have any money to fix their car, guys. There's a go fuck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and they almost get in wrecks. Finally, Ed is like, this is fucking stupid. And so yeah. he's, which he should have done this in the first place. He splashes a doll with holy, holy water. And then it all stops until they get home. I would pay money for Ed Warren to splash me <laughs> with all water. Me too. Okay, so they get home. Um, they put Annabelle in a room. She levitates. She goes from room oh. to room. Uh, Lorraine says... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm still just, like, imagining a raggedy Ann doll just, like, floating. It's just... It's just... <laughs> it's like, scary. She's like, 
girl, I'm flying. There's a reason why in the Conjuring movies they didn't use a Raggedy Ann doll. Because it's not scary. It's funny. I'm just, I can't stop picturing her little mitts, like, choking me out. <laughs> so, um. really fun to film. I bet. I and so, um. Lorraine's like, I hear growling in that room sometimes, blah, 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 blah. They have a priest friend come over, and he's, like, talking to the doll. He's like, you're just a stupid little raggedy Ann doll. I don't think priests talk like that. He didn't go to school. (laughs) Preschool, I think, they tell you you can't do that. And so Lorraine is, like, using her powers and was like, you're... (laughs) magic powers. (laughs) She's like, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And anyways, he gets in a wreck that almost kills him. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Well... Break failure. You broke the rules of preschool. <laughs> so... More paranormal stuff happens with this doll. Somebody course. dies because of the doll. Oh. I couldn't find any details about how they died. Just note, somebody died. Just just know that that's in there. Someone died. Finally, they're like, let's take action. And that's mm-hmm. when the doll gets put into the glass box. That everybody's seen. Yes, that says positively do not touch. Let's talk evidence. Okay. So... There isn't really any. It's just oh. verbatim. I'm still scared of her. It's like <laughs> so. the Warrens really, it's just the Warrens talking about it. Y'all could like point to a coffee table and tell me it's haunted and don't disrespect it. I won't. You'd be like, okay. Don't worry about it. So, I'll apologize to it when I walk past it. <laughs> so even the our owner's true names aren't really known. Deidre oh. is sometimes Donna or Debbie Laura. Did your mom own this doll? Do you want to know something else? What? Her sister's name is Debbie. (gasps) Your mom owned this doll. This story's about your mom. (laughs) I'll ask her. I'll email her. (laughs) (laughs) I'll email her. Send your work associate a quick email. Laura is sometimes called Angie. Cal is often called Lou or the only smart one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the investigation itself, when the Warrens arrived, um, no evidence was really collected. They they only go, it's a demon. Of course. That's, yeah. you know. That's the only um, answer. So. And then they really didn't care to, like, note if there was misinterpretations or whatever um, and not remembering things right. Um, they were like, listen, we were there and that's all that's important. Now so. I want to talk about something that kind of made me sad and it's about the Warrens being frauds. Yeah, you said something about that earlier. I did kind of get sad. I I was really sad when Lorraine died. Oh, I um, uh, a little bit of a a plot twist. I don't know. I mean, she's like nine. She's like they're not alive anymore. (laughs) Yeah, they died recently. But um, when I said that, I didn't know if it was for sure or not. Mm -hmm. Like, but then I was watching this, and they're like, "Yeah, they might be frauds." But they might not be. So the Warrens kind of have a bad rap um, with people not believing in them. Because of, like, first of all, they profit off of so much. Their museum, their books. They have, like, these, Movies, TV shows. Yeah. They have, like, lessons, too, where they, like, teach you about the paranormal. And it's, like, $500 to get into this lesson or something like that. Oh, my God. And, like, Lorraine. But Lorraine was 92 and was still teaching lessons. Whoa. Yeah. I would have liked to know what they taught. Me, too. So there was this interview where Ed was talking, and there's this book. It's called the Necromonicon book. Oh, cool. Necronomicon oh. book. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I should have put the pronunciations. When I don't know a word, that's what I used to do. Anyways, he said that this book is bad. It's like one of the only original ones. Like it's translated into English. It's about shadow people. Blah 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 blah. blah. Come to find out, this book. Never was translated into English. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. This book is very often known to, like, amateur ghost hunters right. and stuff that it's a hoax. What's in oh. this book isn't real. So the people are kind of like, Ed, you're like this pro bro and you're not, you yeah. you don't know. And he's like, I just work here. Don't ask me questions. <laughs> so there was another instance where they're like, this is a fraud. So, in 1992, Ray Garden published a book called A Dark Place, The Story of a True Haunting, mm-hmm. which is the Snedeckers story. And Have you seen it? Oh, a Haunting yeah, yeah, in yeah. Connecticut? Yes. That's where yes. it is. The family uh, home is possessed by ghosts and demons. It was bad for them. Uh, they said that the ghosts sexually molested them. Okay. So, that's a thing. However, um, 
So, like, Ray and the Snecker's family and, like, the Warrens all work together on this book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Warrens are telling him one thing. The Snecker's are telling him one thing. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And um, they start... When he starts interviewing the family, their stories really aren't coherent. They're really not uh. matching it up. And he says, allegedly, that Ed said that they're crazy. That he had... That he has... He said, and I quote... They are crazy that he had a part of their work and to use that and make up the rest, but make it scary. Make it work. Oh. And then. It's kind of shady. Yeah. And then he was like, Man. Garden was like, okay. And then he wrote the story and, you know, now we're here. Man. I'm upset. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, though. Like, it could not be true. Maybe, like, Garden is, like, pissed off at them and it was like, true, true. it's like, I'm going to say this about them. We'll never know. So, now we get to talk about my favorite human being on this show. Annabelle? No, good old Zach Baggins. <gasps> Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Zach Baggins! Yay. So, Tony Spera is, mm-hmm. like, somehow related to the Warrens. Not, like, directly related. I'm pretty sure he's, like, third cousin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and they, like, had a pet goldfish that they shared or something. Probably. <laughs> yeah. He brings Annabelle... Takes Annabelle out of the fucking glass box. No. And bring... In a, in a little, First of all, there's in, a sign on the front of that box. It <laughs> says, absolutely, positively, do not touch. Puts her in, like, a briefcase. Oh, that's disrespectful. Brings her from Connecticut to, uh-huh. I think, Nevada. Where is, where is... I think that's where Zach lives. Yeah, that's... Wherever That's wherever his museum... <laughs> wherever he resides. Wherever his museum is. <laughs> brings the doll there. So Zach can do it. I want to let you know, when he takes his doll out, he, not this, this part's not funny, he washes yeah. his hands in holy water. Like, I mean, like, washes them, like. Like with soap? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like, base them. And then he's he, just, like, rubbing them. And then he puts oven mitts on to take the doll out. <laughs> like, actual oven mitts. You know, that's also what I wear whenever <laughs> I'm trying to not get a demon possess me. They see the oven mitts and they go, oh, we can't get in this one. Oh, damn it. Oven mitts. So, what I was watching is called, um, like, he has this new show where it's him reacting to his own show. It's called, like, Screaming or something, like, <laughs> Ghost Adventures Screaming Time. So, like, it's really funny. They're, like, this, like, episode just got uploaded, like, July 31st. It's them reacting to oh. Annabelle. So, it was, like, very recently. Okay. And it was, he was, like... Yeah, we're in my big theater because it's quarantine and we need to be social distancing. So this theater. So what is are huge. they like sitting with one seat in between them? Or no, something? like the theater is like an actual theater. Like it's ginormous. Stop giving this man money. <laughs> they're just watching, and like there's like when they're the actual episode, like and the guy's like, "You can't touch Annabelle." And Zach was like, "Well, I need to touch Annabelle. To, like, no, know if it's real." And he's like, "Stop he's touching like, Annabelle. He's She's like a seven year old child." <laughs> He's like, the guy's like, you know, this one guy like mocked Annabelle and like he died on his motorcycle. Does Zach Bagans want to die? He was like, he's like, he's like, he literally was like, it's my life. Like, it doesn't matter. He needs to stop worrying about my life. Like, I want to touch Annabelle. (laughs) He is so like, he gets so irate for no reason. And he's like in the room and they're like talking to Annabelle. And first they put Annabelle, Zach has in his museum, he has a room that's just dolls. Yeah. And he that. puts Annabelle in the middle of this room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to touch it. I want to touch it. I want to touch it. And, like, he's like, please just let me touch it. And he's like, um, good old Tony's like, don't fucking touch the doll, yeah. Zach. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I had one rule. There's one. literally just the one rule. And he's like, no, I have to touch it. So they are getting some spooky stuff happening. Blah, 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 blah. It's probably vague. Zach Bagans went into the bathroom and scratched his face. And then he came <laughs> back out and said, oh, Annabelle, scratch me. And so... She's a demon. They go, and they move Annabelle out, and they Zach... They packed her stuff yes. up and said, you gotta and go. And so Zach keeps going, I have to touch him, I have to touch him, like that, in the in the first episode. And him reacting to it is like, guys, like, I think he got, like, a lot of backlash for it, because they're like, you're not respecting, yeah. like, this is fucked up. And he's like, guys, I was, like, possessed, like, like oh something was, God. something was, like, taking me over and was, like... It was a seven-year-old girl. Yeah, and he's like, was like, please touch me. <laughs> hate that and like they get this no. evp was like that goes like touch my foot <laughs> <laughs> and like and he then like at the end he was like and then i accidentally touched your foot oh accidentally he we just did. we brushed 
I was going to hold her toes, but I thought that was a little much for the first date. And that's how it ended. He touched her toes. <laughs> Zach Bagans is like, if you put one of those spiked collars on a golden retriever. He really is. And like a pair of bedazzled jeans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, so that is the story of Annabelle. I, no. Mm-mm. And now it is time for our favorite way to wrap. Message. Yes. Favorite way to wrap things up. I'm pulling it up now. You wouldn't let me see this the other night. No. And I'm ready to. No. I literally gasped. So this is from Shane. Dawson? Probably. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> his bio, we don't stand. His bio is IDK, just do it. I like it to fish. I and I, I like it to fish. I like it to fish. I work okay. a lot and I'm a father to a beautiful girl. A little bit of a country and a little bit of a metal. I want to let you know I didn't swipe right on this guy because I'm attractive. Now I'm just chaotically wanting to get good messages. So I'm like, I'm like wait, 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 wait. So I'm just trying to find. And then I, mean, I saw that bio. I said, this is going to be a good oh, one. Perfect. And boy, was I right. His message reads, I will be your slave, please. With a pouty face. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I hate it. No. I hate it. That's what he said. That was his first message to me. Get off of Tinder. <laughs> I'm not even trying to kink shame anyone. Like, if you want to be on a leash, do your thing. But, like, that is so bold to message someone that. Like, I know. you don't know if that's what they like. Right. Maybe we get a, a good back and forth going first, and then you say, let me be your slave, and not just come in hot with that one. At least he said, please. <sighs> no. Because I open that and I go, absolutely not. I And then it's really funny. Like, when you get messages like... a child. <laughs> Stop. When you get messages like that, it's really funny. Like, um, thing, mm-hmm. a, a thing will come up and it will be like, we've detected potentially inappropriate language. Do any of these messages bother you? And it yes, will give you an option absolutely. to click yes or no. I love that. Tinder said, baby, let me take care of this one for you. Yeah, they said... We, we saw it and we don't approve of they it. They said... I mean, if you're fine with it, whatever. We ain't trying to shame you or anything, but it sounds We're pretty We're trying to make it a safe space, so. <laughs> but I think that's all, and. We plugged ourselves at the beginning. If you forgot, then yeah. uh, you can follow us on all platforms at Creep Cafe Pod. Yeah. And Rate and review, yes. please. That helps us so much. And please email us um, all of your secrets, your stories. We're not going to tell on you. We just uh, want to I mean, know. We'll like read your story, but we won't tell who it's from. Exactly. And you can email us at creepcafepodcast at gmail.com and you can listen to us wherever you're listening now. And <laughs> email us specifically, that is to Apple Podcasts. We would really like a reply. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. 